It's good to be with you all. We'll bring you greetings from Johnstown Missionary Baptist Church. And I've always considered an honor and a privilege to come to Emmanuel and preach. You all may not know it, but you've been a blessing to us. And we appreciate your faithfulness. Appreciate your willingness to serve the Lord, all of you. How blessed we are to have brothers and sisters that we can fellowship with. How thankful we should be. Turn your Bibles tonight to the book of Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12. I'm going to read verse 13 as our opening text. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. The word of God has a scarlet thread running through it. You can go all the way back to Genesis, all the way forward to the book of Revelation, and you'll find a scarlet thread through every chapter, through every, every book in the Bible. There's 66 books. And that scarlet thread binds these books together that unifies everything written on the pages of God's Word. It's the blood. The precious blood of Christ. And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight. The blood of Christ. When we read the Scriptures, the Scriptures speak constantly about the blood. It's written, the life of the flesh is in the blood. God told that to Moses. It said right here, the blood shall be a token for you. He said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. When the high priest went into the Holy of Holies, on the Day of Atonement, he went with blood. No man can come to God without a blood atonement. When our Lord started the Lord's Supper, He took the cup of wine, held it before the disciples and said, This is the blood of the New Testament shed for many for the remission of sins. He was speaking about His blood. In Hebrews 9.22 it says, Without the shedding of blood is no remission. That makes the blood a matter of infinite importance. And it seems like we've come to a time in our day when it's common for preachers and churches and theologians and hymn writers to think little or to say as little as possible about the blood. 
We've become so educated, so refined, so sophisticated that talking about the blood seems to be looked at as it's unsophisticated or it's improper. But God's word said without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. The whole of God's revelation of himself, the whole gospel, the whole of salvation is wrapped up in the blood. The precious, sin-atoning blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hebrews uh, chapter 9 and verse 12. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. And then in 1 Peter chapter 1, in verse 18, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. The shedding of Christ's blood was and is absolutely essential to the saving of our souls. We should hold the blood of Christ in high esteem. We should love the blood of Christ, and it should be precious to his children. Our text said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. What does God say? He's saying, when I deal in judgment with Egypt, I will deal in mercy and grace with you. And that's what he's saying to us in this passage. God is saying to us, when I deal in judgment with the world's sin, when I come in wrath and judgment, and condemnation upon this world, when I see the blood, I'll be gracious to you. When I execute wrath for sin, I'm going to give you mercy. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Will God smite all? Will he condemn all? Will he destroy all? No. In wrath, he remembers mercy. And with the voice of mercy, he says, When I see the blood, I will pass over you. That night, judgment came on the land of Egypt. God in wrath, God 
dealing with sin, God dealing with man's rebellion. But yet he spoke to a few, and he said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. God's people are safe. God's people are chosen, redeemed, called, and saved, and they are secure, and they are safe. There is no judgment for sin that will come upon them. Why is God's people safe? Paul said in the book of Romans chapter 8 Romans 8 and verse 33 Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. In verse 1 of Romans chapter 8, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. There is no condemnation. We don't have to fear the judgment or the wrath of God. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Why are God's people safe? And I can think of four reasons that we'll look at tonight. I'm sure you may be able to think of more. But God's people are safe because they are in His heart. God said in Jeremiah, I have loved you with an everlasting love. In loving kindness, I have drawn you. God's people are safe because they are in His heart. It's in His heart to save them. It's in His heart to keep them. It's in His heart to sustain them. It's in His heart to protect them. Not only are they in his heart, but Jesus said, we're held in his hand. Look at John 10, verse 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. We are safe in His hand. No one can pluck us out. We are secure and we are safe and God's people are safe because we're in His heart and we're held in His hand. 
when the wrath of God walked through the land of Egypt at midnight, there was a horrible, bitter, wailing cry that arose in that land. It's a sound I don't think was ever heard before. I don't think it's been heard since. God's people heard that wail. They heard that cry. It was the grieving Egyptians bemoaning the death from Pharaoh all the way down to the lowest slave. All their cattle. The firstborn children of Israel. Amen. They were in his hand. When he saw the blood, what did he do? He passed over them. Thirdly, the reason why we're safe is that we're in God's covenant. Do you know that? He said, I will make a covenant with you Amen. and I will write my law in your hearts and on your minds and your sins and iniquities I will remember no more. We're in God's covenant. And lastly, probably, I won't say the, the most important, but I kind of think it is. I'm just going to say we're safe because we're in Jesus. Amen. We're in His Son. There is no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. God's people are safe. And here's why. I'll go back to our text. What does it say? When I see the blood, I will pass over you. God's people are safe because they are under the blood. Our salvation, our safety, our security is in the blood. Only in the blood. Remember what the children of Israel were told to do? They had to take a lamb without spot, without blemish, the firstling of the flock. They had to put it up for four days. And at the end of those four days, that lamb was slain and the blood of that lamb was placed on the door top and on the two sides. And that blood covered their doorway. On the doorposts, on the lintel, on the entrance, on the overhead, that blood was never on the floor. As a matter of fact, you look in Hebrews chapter 10, I want you to see something with me. Verse 29. Of how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. God told him you go inside, you eat the lamb, you do not leave any of it, you Fully, your family stays there. And when I see the blood, 
I will pass over you. God's people are only safe through the blood. Scriptures say it is the blood that maketh atonement for the soul. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. God's Word says it's the blood that makes atonement for the soul. God spared Israel that night in Egypt. God spared the firstborn of the house. Because he said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Where there was no blood on the door, God visited in wrath. And I don't care how pretty that door was. They may have had flowers. They may have had engraved wood. They may have had that door looking better than any door you've ever seen. The blood wasn't there. Don't care how pretty it was to the man, God visited that door in wrath. Friends, it's that way for us. In the day when God shall judge the world, when God shall come forth in wrath against sin, I want you to know that we'll be safe, we'll be secure. If we're covered in the precious blood of our Savior. Augustus' top lady wrote, Rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy wounded side which flow be of sin the devil cure. Save me from wrath. Make me pure. It's only the blood of Christ that covers us and keeps us. It's the blood of Christ that makes atonement for our soul. Peter said we're not redeemed with corruptible things, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without spot or blemish. Paul said, I am determined to know nothing among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of Jesus Christ. It is the blood that maketh atonement for the soul. And that's what the Bible teaches. God said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. That's what God said to Israel. And that's what he says to you and me. When I see the blood. He didn't say, when I see your certificate of baptism. He didn't say, when I see your church membership. He didn't say when I see how moral you are or how self-righteous you are. Not all your good religious deeds. What do you say? When I see the blood, I will pass over you. 
When you look back into the Old Testament and you see all the sacrifices and all the blood that was shed, these were symbols and types and shadows. The priest was sprinkled with the blood. The book was sprinkled with the blood. The altar was sprinkled with the blood. The Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness. Even what Isaac said, he said, where is the wood and here's the fire? Where's the lamb? God will provide himself a lamb. Folks, there can be no worship of God without blood. There can be no acceptance by God without blood. There can be no redemption without blood. A bloodless religion is just religion and it has no salvation. Without the blood, religion's really blasphemy. Saying, I'm coming to God my way. Ask Cain how that worked out. God said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. What kind of blood? The blood on that door... In Egypt, all those many centuries ago, was the blood of a divinely appointed victim. It wasn't just any blood. God said to Israel, take a lamb. God designated what it was to be, a lamb. You take a lamb. God has designated our sin offering, our sacrifice. John the Baptist came preaching, prepare ye the way of the Lord. In other words, salvation's coming. And then he pointed to the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what he said? Behold the Lamb of God. There he is. There is the ordained, appointed, designated sacrifice. There is the Lamb of God. There is the blood that will be accepted. And we're told that he was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep to the shears. He openeth not his mouth. In the fullness of time, God sent His Son to be the propitiation or the covering for our sins. He was ordained and appointed of God. It was the blood of a divinely appointed victim. And you know what? It had to be a spotless victim. The children of Israel couldn't take a lamb that was diseased 
or a lamb that had a broken bone or was sickly. They had to take a lamb, the firstling of the flock in the first year, full of strength, without spot, without blemish. They put it up in a pen for 14 days, observed it to make sure there was nothing wrong with that lamb. And that was who was appointed. That spotless lamb. And I want you to know that our Lord Jesus Christ was the spotless lamb of God. He knew no sin. He had no sin. He did no sin. There was no guile in his mouth Our Lord was tempted like as we are, yet without sin. He was holy. He was harmless. He was undefiled. He had no sin. Not one. He was a perfect, sinless sacrifice. When he hung there at Calvary, when he shed his blood, it was a sacrifice appointed by God. It was a sacrifice that was perfect. It was a sacrifice not contaminated with sin in any way. Actually, it was the blood of Almighty God himself. Jesus wasn't just a prophet. He wasn't just a good teacher. Jesus Christ was God, is God, and he was man, equally God, equally man. I can't explain it. Don't ask me. I just know that he did it. And he shed his blood. A few years back, Brother Doug and I was traveling up to Michigan together. There was a fellow up there trying to say that the blood of Jesus was just like any other blood. I don't think Doug and I, neither one of us agreed with him, by the way, just say. But no, the blood of Jesus is precious. It's sinless. It's perfect. Jesus is both God and man. That was... God offering himself a sacrifice for the sins of his people. All those animals that were sacrificed. Can you imagine the millions of gallons of animal blood that was shed at the altars and at the tabernacle? and All that blood was poured out. That blood didn't put away anybody's sins. But Jesus Christ offered one sacrifice and with one sacrifice he perfected forever those that are sanctified. There's no other sacrifice for sin, folks. It's the blood of Jesus Christ alone.
He is able to save to the uttermost end to come to God. Why? Because his blood is worse. Token is a sign of something. Of what is the precious blood of Christ a sign or a token? Okay, what it is. In the blood. Covenant blessings. Perfect satisfaction. Praise God. 